Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? That's going pretty good. If, if Garrett sounds funny, it's because we all agreed that after Matt and I got back from vacation, that we would all get back together in studio and get the you know get the vibes back up and do a great podcast. Not that other podcasts weren't great, but you know when we're in studio together, it's a whole different magic that happens here. I get to stare into Rich's eyeballs. Ooh, you've been staring at my eyeballs, mm. eyeballs for like nine days straight. It's great. Uh, yep. And uh, Matt's been over for a little while, and we're like, where's Garrett? Garrett, where are you? Uh, I am currently at my uh, at my home. Oh, you must be so comfortable. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm sitting in the the comfy chair. It's 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 pretty nice. I just you know you guys were on vacation and you know I just uh, kind of forgot you existed. So oh, well, yeah. yeah, it happens. Yeah, you disappear. You should check out my calves though. They're so tan right now. Oh, I believe it. I am a luscious, luscious tan color. For sure. One, one thing we did, Matt, was tan. We tanned. Every day. Every day, except for the rainy ones. Except there for the rainy were, days. There were a couple of rainy days. So we're back from vacation, looking good, feeling good, talking Dynasty good? Absolutely. Why wouldn't we? Uh-huh. So let's, uh, today's show, we're doing Dynasty Trades Extravaganza. If you're not familiar with this show, Garrett is going to present Matt and I with multiple trade scenarios, and Matt and I are going to talk about the, about the trades uh, over the air. And see if uh, what we would do here in these situations. Yeah, he's gonna put us. He's gonna put us basically in in made up situations that I'm sure have happened to him or other people around the you know the listening audience, and we're just gonna talk them out and kind of show people what we would do. Yeah, tell them what to do, Matt. Exactly. Hey, do this trade. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I've been playing dynasty a long time. Uh, so before getting that, let's hear a word from our sponsor, and that is DynastyOwner.com. DynastyOwner.com is going to give you the ability to be the general manager, the owner, and the fantasy coach of your fantasy team. If you want to play Dynasty in a whole brand new format, you got to get over to DynastyOwner.com and check out the way they do Dynasty Fantasy Football. You get a salary cap, an actual NFL salary cap using actual NFL salaries. If somebody's making some really good you know, coin, maybe they're not for you because you can't afford them. Somebody on a really good deal, like Austin Eckler, swoop them up you can get one of those rookie deals you know like hey jonathan taylor you're only making a million bucks this year sign them up sign them up man you're gonna get a lot of bang for that buck Ooh, i like banging yep for bucks <laughs> wait wait a minute i'm not a gigolo so um <laughs> moving on if if, if if you if you want to play dynasty in this new format you gotta check out dynastyowner.com they have this really great mock draft tool on their app today which is available on ios and android so before you even get into an actual nfl you know dynasty owner draft check out their mock draft tool and see how you can build the ultimate dynasty owner team it's a really great way to play dynasty fans football they're incorporating all these new rules to their game different ways to win prizes play for the chase for the ring so many things going on at dynastyowner.com you gotta get on there today check them out i recommend it matt recommends it absolutely i'm sure garrett recommends it too absolutely I thought we were going to get radio silence on that yeah. one. <laughs> so dynastyowner.com, check them out today. So Garrett, you're going to present us with some trade scenarios. These are all yep. 
dynasty fantasy football trade scenario. So if you think this is a redraft show, I'm sorry. It is, it is not. not. Nope. No, no. It's also it's not redraft nerds. Yeah, it's also only for the tanned hosts. It's, it's why Garrett's not really here. <laughs> Keep your pale sail home, Garrett. Safe. Hey, I've been doing a lot of swimming. I, I, you know, it's it's an Ohio tan, which is a little different than Florida tan or oh, Carolina so, tan or wherever the heck you guys went. So you got the top of that uh, butt crack tan in the back of your neck doing that doggy paddle? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I can swim. The farmer's tan. It's, it's pretty special. I can see Garrett smiling head over the water. Paddle his little doggy feet. Oh, that's all I swim to. So what are we talking about? Garrett, Lay hit it. us. Yep. Lay it on. Hit us, us man. with our first dynasty trade scenario. Let's see what Matt and I are going to do here to make our team either better or worse. Well, I hope you don't make your team worse, but we will find out. So the first scenario that we have here, 12 team league, pretty standard, super flex tight end premium. And you guys are absolutely legit contenders. Sounds about right. However, however, your only real weakness, your only real hole on your team is at tight end. It's tight end premium? This is a tight end premium super flex league. Okay. This is important. This is an important hole. This is. We need the edge. We need the edge. All right. So in this scenario, and, and as a reminder, obviously in real life, you guys can alter trades and counters we're assuming that this is like the final offer you know would you take it would you not so we're if you guys want to talk about counters later you're more than welcome to uh but this is this is just for the listeners that's just kind of where we're at this is final offer would you take it would you not uh you would give up aaron jones and a late 2021 first oh it's a good pick okay okay aaron jones in a late 2021 first and you would receive Zach Ertz. Would you do that deal? No. My gut instinct right after Batman. I'm not even consulting you on this yet. But my instant react here is no. Go on. Well, I mean, I obviously that's that is a lot to give up for Zach Ertz, who who at this stage of his career is getting up there. And I think all of us you know, believe the long-term play is going to be, you know, Dallas Goddard there. But if you're going for a championship and depending on your depth, there running back, if that Aaron Jones, I mean, Aaron Jones is a pretty valuable piece. And yeah. And that's what I'm struggling with. If, if I know what other two running backs I have on my team and they're, and they're good enough to, Hey, fill that void. And, and, and Aaron Jones was a complimentary piece, which I find hard to believe then, then obviously, yes, that's a good move to make. But Aaron Jones is is going to be a hard guy to replace. Yeah, I don't even think it's a good move to make if your running back stable is Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, and Joe Mama. You know, those are all quality guys. And for me, the way I look at it is, you know, Aaron Jones, I know you have the A.J. Dillon coming in there in the second round, but I think A.J. Dillon's more of a Jamal Williams, you know, concern. I mean, Aaron Jones was a running back one last year. Zach Ertz is 30. And I understand trying to take advantage of a team that's trying to go all in, but asking for a 2021 first to me is just a deal breaker. I honestly think Aaron Jones straight up for Zach Ertz is significantly fair, even in tight end premium, where we don't know if Zach Ertz is going to be the guy this year. I mean, 
Will Zach Ertz be a tight end one? Of course he will if he's healthy. But I mean, Dallas Goddard was tight end eight last year, so he's gonna, you know they might want to get him a little bit more involved. They draft Jalen Rager, they got to, you know D Jaxer, Miles Sanders. They want to get a little bit more involved in the passing game. We don't know Zach Ertz one hundred percent role. And what's the difference if he's tight end four between tight end six? If I'm if I if somebody's offering me that offer, I'm just looking elsewhere. Like I know straight up, I can get another tight end for Aaron Jones. I would rather. I would rather, if I'd rather do that, just to keep my first, I would rather get like a Hayden Hurst, which I can give up Aaron Jones for that. And maybe I even get like a pick back. But next year's draft class, not only is it very deep at receiver and it has some really good tight ends in this draft class and some really good running backs, it's also going to be a really good quarterback class. We're going to be talking this time, this time, not actually go back to in February of this year. We're going to be talking about this draft class just as excitedly as we were is this 2020 class. And as we did our rookie breakdowns and we talked about all these guys, you know, we and when you got in the drafts, you saw how deep this class was definitely in a super flex draft. You saw you got good talent in the third round. So there's no way I am giving up Aaron Jones and a first for Zach Ertz because honestly that 2021 first, even if you win and you have the 12th pick, that's a really good player that you're going to be giving up. Yeah, a, I mean, that's a really good point. The, the super flex tight end um, premium nature of this does throw, a, you know, obviously an extra curveball into it. And it really does up the value of that draft pick because, they, you know, important players at other positions get pushed down quite a bit in, in those kind of drafts. And you're losing one of the running backs. And yeah. a high-end running back, if you're a contender, you had at least, even if he's your running back three, which it has to be worst case, right? Aaron Jones, he was running top seven running back last year. Even worst case, he's he's your running back three because you have Chris McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. You don't you need you need that guy, right? Yeah, you know, no, you absolutely do. I, I think obviously you're looking at both those guys as Zach Ertz and Aaron Jones as as shorter term assets. I don't think anyone thinks Aaron Jones is going to be a running back one for like the next five years or anything like no. that. So um, doesn't mean you should get bent over. You definitely shouldn't get bent over. I'm not trying to convince you that you should get bent over. I'm actually starting to sway a lot more towards yes. saying no sway as well. Way, the, the more and more we talk this out, I just, I mean, I just don't think it's maybe as egregious an, uh, an offer that you're, that you're saying it is. Um, but you know, like if, if, if like Garrett said, this was the last thing and it's either take this deal or the deals off, I, I probably wouldn't do the deal either. Yeah. If you wrote me is like, this is my final offer. I'd write back. This is my final finger. <laughs> and it'd be just one up. It would be one finger. And it'd be up. the one directly in the middle. It wouldn't be a thumb, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, okay. And if he's not wearing a high dynasty nerd shirt, it's not going to be all five either. So no, no. So it's a hard no. It's a hard no for me. It's like, like it's cold in here and I have no shirt on. It's a softer no for me, but I still wouldn't do it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's Matt's really soft. Okay. Garrett, <laughs> moving on. Moving right along. This is a much larger league, 16 team league, Ooh. but just your standard PPR league. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. You are a middle-of-the-road team. Hate it. However, your only startable quarterback was Cam Newton. So you have no starting quarterback in a 16-team league, which I have seen happen. Uh, it, it changes the value quite a bit. So with that, it is not super flex. You can still only start one, but you do not have any at this point. Would you be willing to give Robert Woods, and a 2021 third to get back Dak Prescott. I absolutely would. Yeah, 100%. Uh, um, and that one's not even really that hard for me. The third is basically a nothing throw-in for me. And getting getting rid of a 27-year-old 
um, soon to be 28 year old wide receiver to get a, a top five quarterback. Wasn't he? He was top five, I believe last year. Yeah. Uh, is he was third, I believe. Yeah. It is definitely worth it in my book. Yep. Yeah. I agree with Matt here. hundred percent. This is super easy. Uh, cause mostly cause of the structure of the league, right? You're giving up a really good, you know, wide receiver two in Robert Woods with the potential of a wide, being a wide receiver one, that being said in a 16 team league, you know, if you have two quarterbacks, every team equally has two quarterbacks, you have every starting quarterback in the league. So the depth there is already slim as it is. So if you have an opportunity to get a younger quarterback one, nonetheless, cause it's 16 teams, that means four of them don't have quarterback ones at all right so if i have the chance to get a quarterback one just to switch out a receiver that to me is literally a no-brainer because just having one of those quarterback ones gives you an edge over 25 percent of the league just having that one guy and then you know you're throwing a dak prescott that's giving you even a bigger edge and obviously it's gonna be way easier to switch out and find a receiver in this league than it would be a quarterback so for me you're right matt that 2021 or whatever i don't care what year it is third doesn't mean anything to me. 2021 because complete throw. And those are my yep. favorite trades where people was like, well, give me a third. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. I'll make a third up somewhere. Yeah. I, I always say that because it's true. You can, you can find him in other deals. You can, you can trade some random end of your bench type of player or package a couple of them together to get a third yeah. round pick. Even in this draft class, which is super deep and awesome. I give up three, one in that deal. Knowing I'm giving up like a, I don't know, Cole Komet. Adam Troutman kind of guy, you know, like somebody that I like, a Devin Duvernay. I'm okay with that because I want the QB one. 16 team league, you know, you start getting real, real desperate. Or not desperate to say, just it really does increase the value of the quarterback and the running back because yeah. there's only X amount of them out there. There's only 32 NFL teams. I mean, we're going through uh we're going through a draft right now that's it's not 16 uh team, but it's 14 team. And we're, we're, the only, you know, we're only in like the 10th round and all of the players that are left are basically wide receivers that are, that anybody wants. You know what I mean? Like all the good players right now, it's where all the value is. It's where all the depth is. And when you get to an even larger league, a 16 team league, it's, it's, it's magnified even greater. Yeah. Thanks to COVID-19 coming into this world and being a shithead. Uh, it, it's, it's got to meet a lot of more free time. Well, it did previously when things were in complete lockdown. So I did you know, more than my fair share of startups, which I'm sure I'm going to regret uh, next year. But, you know, I had to kill time somehow. And I've been I've been doing that strategy the whole time. It's like you need to fade. You know, you want to build, you want to grab what, like early a good young receiver, a talented guy if you can. But after that, man, why wouldn't you just, you got to grab these running backs and a good tight end before, I mean, you could be in the 10th round and there's seven, eight, nine receivers that you love. Right. And all the running backs are gone. They're all gone. So I've switched my kind of draft strategy from going, you know, young receiver, young receiver, young receiver to young receiver, young running back, young running back. And and that's the thing. Like you almost have to, yeah, you, uh, in those kind of leagues, you have to tweak your rankings and start going, looking way down your list at some of these running backs before you go back up to back up to the top of the list where the, where all the wide receiver value is. That's kind of how you have to go through the, yeah, and that's the where, larger leagues anyway. And that's where your rankings kind of go out the window too, because you're trying to build a solid team. So even though you might have this running back, you know, this receiver rate is significantly higher than this running back. Like you need, you know, supply and demand. Right. I read that in a, in a school book once that <laughs> supply and demand is how the world goes around. Yep. Garrett, how would you give us a, Another trade. I demand it. Yeah. That last trade was way too easy. (laughs) All right. 
And we're, um, Matt and I are in agreement so far, too, on every trade. So far, you're a two for two. Two for two. Uh, 12 team super flex premium. All right. 12 team super flex premium or super flex tight end premium. Uh, and you are in a total rebuild. All right. You're tearing it down from the studs. Uh, you would be giving Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. So you're giving up the duo there. Nice. This, we're going to get some good back. Yeah, we better be. In return, you would be getting uh, 2021 first that's expected to be early, two 2021 first that are expected to be late, and Dwayne Haskins. Would you be willing to do that? Hell yes. And I say that <laughs> hell, capital letters. Wow, H-E double hockey sticks. <clears throat> Here's the thing. You know, you're, when you're in a full rebuild, you got to sell your assets. And for the most part, people aren't going to give you young players back. So you got to gamble with the draft picks. So if you're going to be three draft picks in a 21 class, it's going to be really deep, like we just mentioned. And Dwayne Haskins, a quarterback on top of that to get rid of. You, know, you can argue that one first, the late first, and Dwayne Haskins is worth Aaron Rodgers in a super flex. You can make that argument, right? Definitely. You know, getting a yeah. young quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get two first, one high, and one late for Dwayne Haskins. On top of that, you're increasing your draft pick to be even worse because you're blowing it up, right? So you're going for Trevor Lawrence. Right. You're making your odds of getting the first pick with your own pick much better by doing that. So you have yep. your first pick, which you're hopefully is 1-1. One, one, you're getting Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Another high first. And then two other late picks in a very deep draft class. You're going to get really good wide receivers there. So to me, this is that's another no-brainer. Yeah, you're essentially getting four first-round draft picks plus your your – increasing your odds of getting the number one pick, which, you know, is really what how you're supposed to do that. You know what I mean? You're supposed to blow up your team. You're supposed to, you know, dis you know, get get rid of all of your assets so your team is terrible. That it's the only good way to get to that first round, that first pick. You it's it's I mean? one of the biggest mistakes people make when they blow up their team. They're like, well this guy's my one good young player I want to build around him. But like how are you supposed to get any other assets if you don't trade away you're employed. You got to do the three for one deal. Like you need another young receiver you like. So say maybe like even if it's a Preston Williams, right? A receiver. Hey, I got DJ Moore. He's my only young guy left. I got. Do I have to trade him too? Well, what kind of draft capital do you have? What kind of young players do you have coming in? None. Yeah. Then you got to trade them. Otherwise, you're just you're just you're you're taking. You're going to slow the process down significantly if you just wait for your pick and then your pick. And you're not going to rebuild that way. No. You need. Lots of assets. So when you blow it up, that's why you got to make the decision. When you're stuck in the middle, you got to make that decision. You don't wait till you just have one, two assets. You got to blow it up so you have six assets that you could sell. Some of them young, some of them old, and you get a plethora of players and picks back. That's how you blow it up. Yep, and that's how you keep leagues healthy too. I mean, you know what I mean. There's there's going to be guys. It's going to be like a natural churning process then, and and more guys. There's going to be more competitive balance. I know. I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive. Like you know, you're blowing up, so you're way at the bottom, and there's going to be people way at the top. But that's eventually going to flip, and those people that are way at the top are going to have to do the same thing that you're doing, and they're going to blow it up, and it's going to keep churning, and, and it's going to keep the league. And going. it's fun. I mean, we've seen it in like early league. Once once one person decides to like blow it up and starts making all these trades. And they're making these trades like a team. Another team is like, well, dude, I'm a contender too. Right. I got to make some moves. I got to do something, man. I see their shit or get off the pot at this point. And then you're, the other person who's kind of stuck in the middle is finally like, wow, that dude made those kind of moves. I have zero chance to win this year and maybe not next year. You know what? I'm blowing up too. My guys are on a play at trading block too. Where are the offers? Now the other contenders come in. So 
like Matt said, it's just really good, healthy for the league too. I mean, after you do the initial draft, everybody loves to trade. Dynasty trades are right fun. Exactly, right? and. and there's nothing worse than just that stagnant league oh, that boring. no one talks, you know, no one, there's no trade talks. There's nothing going on. You're just, everyone's sitting on their thumbs. They, you know, they, they think that they're, they're good the way they are. Everything's going to be fine. And, and inevitably there's definitely people in those leagues that are just sitting there in the middle and they have got no shot of winning, but they're not bad enough that they're going to be getting the really, really high end players in this thing. So they're just going to sit there for years and years and years. We talk about it all the time. So I'm stuck in the middle. I'm not going to beat that dead horse. I'll beat that dead horse. Stupid dead horse. Should have ran faster. Eat your oats. Uh, To me. Yeah. Being stuck in the middle. Can't say it enough. So we're going to keep, I'll keep saying it over and over on this podcast. The worst place to be in dynasty fantasy football is the middle. If you had picked six, seven, eight, or nine in your 12-man league, and you've had that same pick over the last three years, I've got some bad news. <laughs> it's time to look in the mirror. You're stuck in the middle. Blow that shit up. Yep. Light the fuse. Run as fast as you can and let the, let the pieces fall where they may. And guess what? If it, when you blow it up and the pieces you trade for, they don't work out, your team's still crappy. So you get you get another shot that that number one overall pick again after it, and you keep adding and you keep adding and you keep adding, and that's where you do it. Don't be stuck in the middle. Don't be Malcolm. Don't do it. Malcolm in the middle. I forgot about that show. Garrett. Next scenario. No, I'm and I'm totally with you guys. I, I think uh, fantasy football, even though we obviously relate it to um, the NFL, it almost more closely mirrors the NBA, where you've seen this often, where you know it, it takes one or two true studs to make a difference on an NBA team. And it's the same way with your fantasy football team. You need one or two of those true studs. And if you're stuck in the middle, like, you know, the, the wizards were forever, or the Atlanta Hawks were forever. They're always the eight seed, the seven seed in the playoffs, and they never end up getting anywhere, but they were never bad enough to get a high draft pick to get one of those, you know, young up and coming stars. So uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Being in the middle is the worst. Uh, That's how you play right, dynasty. Moving- Moving right along, uh, this is a very interesting one. I'm, I'm, this was one of the ones that I kind of highlighted. I'm really interested to hear the discussion on this one. 12-team, super flex. There's no tight end premium, though, so it's just super flex. You are a legit contender that is very deep at quarterback. You did a great job at drafting a lot of good quarterbacks. However... You do not have a strong wide receiver core. It is pretty putrid. All right? Putrid, huh? So, putrid. But we're a legit contender? You don't like it at all. Le- everywhere else is pristine. Your best, wide receivers you, are not. Your best player at wide receiver was Debo Samuels, and he just broke his foot. Oh, no. Debo, come back exactly. to me, baby. <laughs> I mean, that's, exactly. we're in that 14-team startup. I drafted Debo. Five minutes later, he the, broke news, the news oh, broke no. that his his foot broke. Would, was, I st- would I still draft a Debo after the news of his foot breaking? Maybe, Absolutely. Maybe just a round later. <laughs> but probably a round later because nobody else would have drafted him. Garrett, hit us with the trade. All right. So you're a contender. Very deep at quarterback. So deep. Not so much at wide receiver. You would be giving up Lamar Jackson. Okay. Pause the show. Pause yep. the stinking show for a minute. Who are our other quarterbacks? Give me a rough scenario I, here. You already We're had deep. Patrick Mahomes. So we got right? Wait, we have Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson? 
you had both. So we're reigning champs. Okay, go Championship. On. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, definitely good, legit contenders. Right. Okay. You had both. You also have Jared Goff and Matt Stafford. Okay. 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 Now we can continue on. <laughs> Way right. more okay with this now. Possibly. Okay. So you have three good quarterbacks. You don't necessarily need the fourth, although it's a beautiful luxury to have in Superflex. No, this is what you need it for to make this trade to get get something to match. That's why you draft quarterbacks so you can get whatever player you want coming back. Exactly. However, you would be getting in return Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, and an early 2021 second. Would you do that? Eat. So we're getting Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin's the only long term. Oh, I and the and the and in twenty twenty one second. Twenty one. You said it's gonna be early twenty twenty one second. It should be early. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good player. Yeah, that we're gonna get another good receiver there. Absolutely. And Huli Jones. And we're legit contenders. So yep. I'm gonna give this one my stamp and say yes. If you got Patty Mahomes on there, also. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna have to worry about this other person that's got Lamar Jackson, but it sounds like he's getting rid of a lot of assets to get him. So maybe you don't have to worry that much. Yeah. I mean, his receiving core must be super deep, like grand Canyon style. Cause that's <laughs> a lot. So I lean that way too, because I mean, Chris Godwin's 23 already was a wide receiver two overall last year. Uh, getting an upgrade here at quarterback. I hate to give up Lamar Jackson. I feel like overall the guy getting Lamar Jackson is winning the trade. I, I agree. But I think for this scenario, our team is significantly better for the trade. Because I like the 2021 seconds. So it gives us two seconds already. So it gives us some ammo if we want to move up into the first for a player we love, which will most likely happen, you know, like a Jalen Rager falling or something along those lines, you know, Henry Ruggs, um, like this year. For me, I think the Godwin Lamar Jackson swap. I, I have a higher potential to get, in my eyes, out of fantasy production, the long-term value there because I don't know if Lamar Jackson game is going to translate for long-term, if it's going to be based on speed. So it makes our team, if we're a legit contender, that puts us in the driving seat. And I love Jared Goff. Matt Stafford was on his way to be a QB1 last year as well. And we have Pat Mahomes, who's like one-half quarterbacks. So I am going to go ahead and say yeah to knowing that we're not losing the trade like significantly, I don't think, but I think we are slightly losing the trade. But our week to week output's gonna be better. Yeah, this go to me this falls into the perfect scenario where like we don't lose a trade by much, most likely, but our team's better. And this is a classic example of saying you don't have to win every trade. It's not about win every trade and focus you don't you shouldn't go into a trade trying to focus on win the trade. You should go into the trade focusing on making your team better when you're a contender. So to me, this helps us as a contender become a legit contender because we just got two wide receiver ones and gave up a quarterback one. But we get that back in the, you know, Jared Goff rebounds. He has a, he has a top four finish. Matt Stafford was on top pace for a top six finish last year before he got hurt. So I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'd say yeah, too. All right. Yeah, that was one of the more interesting ones because you know, naturally, as a contender, the thought of giving up Lamar Jackson uh, seems counterintuitive. Uh, so that's why I was really, really interested to see how that one would play out. It, yeah, and you're right; it is because of his, his Russian style. But I mean, when you have that depth, it's, it's that's the whole reason you add that depth for exactly that trade that you just made. So you can go out there and make moves, right? And and neither one of those other guys is sexy enough to be able to 
get probably the pieces that you need. It's only going to be Lamar Jackson. And like Rich mentioned, his style lends itself or has in the past lent itself to maybe a shorter career of, of a quarterback. I mean, you can even see it on the, in the Cam Newton scenario where, you know, this guy's cruising around in the QB one um, type of ballpark and now he can't find a job. I mean, obviously it's due to some very extenuating circumstances where there's a pandemic, which will never happen again. And it just happened to mirror up perfectly with him being injured and, 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 you know, and him being, you know, let go there at Carolina. And so th- there was a lot into that, but these guys can, can get to a cliff and kind of fall off if, if athleticism is really what separates them um, as a quarterback. All right. We will move to the next uh, scenario, 12-team league, PPR. But in this one, you also get .25 per carry. All right, so you get that little extra carry boost uh, for the running backs. Uh, you are back-to-back champs. Congratulations. <laughs> Uh, however, your running backs are pretty old. All right. You got a lot of old guys, uh, in, in your starting lineup there. Um, so would you be willing to give Terry McLaurin and a mid 2021 first to get Jonathan Taylor? Hmm. The silence is deafening. Now, <laughs> me and Rich, neither one of us know exactly how, how we come out on that. And how, how's our receiving core? Uh, it, it's fine. Like, McLaren would probably be your flex play. He's our your, flex your back, guy? Your back uh, That's pretty good. McLaren's our flex. If McLaren's our oh, – He's so young and so good. Wait, it's a mid-2021 first? Mid-first, yep. So that means it wasn't our first. So we made a good trade, too. Right. So we, we trade it. So, I, if we're back to back champs and we have no running backs going into the season and we're using Terry McLaren as their flex, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. But it, it it's close for me because, yeah, I, I'd do that trade. If we need a running back, you're, that's the price you're going to have to pay. That's the price you're going to have to pay for a Jonathan Taylor. It's definitely the price you're going to have to pay. I don't know that I want to pay it. You know what I mean? That's why it, that's why it took me a second to. I know, but we're going for the three peat. Uh, I'm all in on the three peat. Yeah, I mean, all we're yeah. really giving. I mean, I, you're talking to a guy who did three peat, and and then I tried <laughs> to four peat, and I went all in, and it it blew up in my face. So, but you, I mean, you still went for it, though. Right. So the way I look at here is like, so Terry McLaurin for Jonathan Taylor is no brainer, right? Mm. And if our team's back to back champs, it's got to be pretty good. So, I mean, we're getting up the first, but like, do we really? I mean, it's most likely a mid first is probably going to be a receiver in this draft class. Um, it's not super flex. So, these, you know, Travis Etienne, Chuba Hubbard, they're going to go early along with some of these receivers. So, mid first, we're probably going to, there's going to be probably a good, pretty good receiver on the board that we're going to replace with uh, Terry McLaren. But I, I'm, I'm okay with it. In worst case scenario, we just, we make, you know, we blow it up. If we don't, if we're, if we don't feel like we can win next year, we just blow it up. No, I, I mean, I, I it doesn't, it doesn't feel good, but I would probably do it if I, uh, you know what I mean? It's like one of those, 
uh, it's close. I don't it's like very it close. I don't like it, but it, it is the price of doing business. That's the only way you're going to get a guy like Jonathan Taylor for sure. Like you said, just, just like if we had Mark, say we had Mark Ingram on our team, right? And he was a running back one last year, top six, and they'd bring in JK, JK Dobbins. We don't know how that usage is going to be at, to, at towards the end of the year. We might be in a big hole. You know what I mean? I said, that's why I want to ask about our receivers. If McLaren's our flex, he's not our number two wide receiver two, because otherwise we're just doing addition by subtraction. Right. Which means we're pretty good at receiver as it is. So even that rookie receiver is not helping us right away with the mid first. And McLaren, we could find a fourth flex spot. And we have these old running backs. Maybe we could start marking Ingram early and Jonathan Taylor to flip out and worry about it later. And worst case, if Jonathan Taylor start, starts off super hot, maybe we could flip Jonathan Taylor for a different running back that we like and get that first back. Like maybe we can flip Jonathan Taylor for, I don't know, like just another run. What if we can get Austin Eckler in some, you know, who knows Like if Jonathan Taylor starts off laying the world on fire, but then why would we trade him? Right. You're not going to, you just, yeah, hold, on. You just was, hold on to him, ride him to that third championship and then worry about the consequences. If, if he starts off with the, uh, Oh, who was the guy that I said, everybody should sell right away in Miami after he had the back-to-back 200 yard games, former soccer player, uh, JJ, uh, he starts off like back to back 200 yard games. This guy's the best running back ever disappeared. Hey, where are you at now? <laughs> disappeared. Yep. You know where you are mm-hmm. backseat with Bishop Brinke. So yeah, I think, uh, I would do it, Matt. I would do it. I would, I, I, I think in the end I would do it. There would be a lot of internal debate, Longer than we could do here on this show, but I think in the end I would probably do it as well. Ooh, that is I just wouldn't like it. <laughs> no, Grant, you don't have to like every trade, but we're trying to make our team better. Yep, and we're trying to win. So obviously, that's more important than that first. I guess. I mean, I think that's what really comes down to what we're talking about, right? The first is what it comes down to. Uh, Terry McLaurin is what it comes down to for me. That's okay. Yeah. All right. So before getting to our next trade, let's stop and have a word from one of our sponsors. Listen up, fellas, because today we have a brand new Manscaped product alert. That's right. Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker, the nose and ear hair trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hairs sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean shaven midsection. Hmm. Matt? And we talked about the the Manscaped uh, Lawnmower 3.0. That tool is fabulous. It's amazing. I mean, it's hot out there, Matt. Do you want to be con- con- like just buttering up? No. <laughs> Definitely not. You don't want to be buttering up. You got to trim it up, not to butter up. And now they're having you. So just when you're talking to people, nothing's worse. Like I said before, if somebody has like Rapunzel up in their nose and their hair is just flowing out of there, like you can't concentrate. All I'm staring at is that hair whistling back and forth every time he, he or she breathes out of that nose hole. Yeah, when you breathe, it's causing those bristles to move. Yeah, they're swaying in the wind. Oh, my goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. So that's just a terrible scenario. I mean, do you ever try to pull a nose hair out? I have. Um, you cry like a baby. It hurts it, so bad. It does. You cry <laughs> like a like. It's one of those instant reactions. It's just like getting punched in the nose. You start crying. It's uncontrollable. Dude, until I got my weed whacker, it's like I'm chopping onions out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I only have, it's not like I have a lot of nose here, but you know, if I did, I would be chopping onions, Matt. 
The I, don't, I, I don't know if it was my Irish or my Italian heritage that blessed me with the nose hairs, but I do have nose oh, hairs. Oh, <laughs> you need that weed whacker. What is that in your hand, Matt? It's the weed whacker. I'm staring oh, right at Oh, that's right. It. Matt it's finally came in the studio and he got himself a weed whacker. It is glorious. Yeah, we use you things, people. Again, mm-hmm. we don't advertise things that we don't use. And Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their weed whacker. The nose and ear hair trimmer provides proper proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent nicks snags and tugs in those delicate holes the premium manscaped weed whacker uses 9000 rpm motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system it's intelligently contour design enhances the trimming experience and is waterproof which makes for easy operation and cleaning the only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium ion battery that lasts up for 90 minutes of use have you ever got have you ever pulled that out on your nose, Matt. Don't do it. it it's no, uh, yeah. no. Use a use a trimmer. Guys. Don't pull the hairs out. Listen, if you have nose hair, which I'm sure half the people out here do, you need a you need a weed whacker. And now you have a really good opportunity that you can get a good deal because of the dynasty nerds, Matt. Right now you can get twenty percent off and free shipping using the code nerds at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use that code nerds. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. You got to get 20% off and free shipping using the promo code nerds. That's a heck of a deal. And while you're there, pick up the lawnmower 3.0 because that thing is awesome. It works wonders. I love it. I could use it on your land down unders. Oh, dude. I was just at the beach wearing my speedo. Might as well be a professional speedo wear. <laughs> Nothing blowing in the wind, Matt. Nothing. I'm an introvert. <laughs> I can tell. Oh, Garrett. Next year. Right. All right. Don't be, don't be brussling those nose hairs on the microphone. Can you hear that? I just tried. Yeah, I tried to. I tried to. Matt didn't try. Cause it's gonna I, be didn't, I didn't try. Yeah. Cause Matt did. So I'm like, you'd hear it until next week when he uses that weed whacker. all right so back with the trades this is our smallest league only 10 teams in this one more of a more friends of family apparently oh it better be because i'm saying 10 to get out i would never ever (laughs) join a 10-man league just (laughs) unless it was my family there you go all right 10 team ppr league very vanilla uh but you're in a total rebuild uh and in this scenario you are giving up Travis Kelsey and Cooper Cup. All right, total rebuild. You're giving up Travis Kelsey and Cooper Cup. Yes. You would get back a 2021 mid first and a 2021 mid second. Would you do it? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's it for just Travis Kelsey, right? Whoa. <laughs> no, for both. Huh. No, no. Hey, I always like the one trade I say yes to before he even says anything because we're rebuilt. We're know, in total right? rebuild. Our teams, so our team's not good in a ten man league, which means everyone's got players. <laughs> I don't know who the heck we've been drafting, or we must have been <laughs> traded all our draft picks away and drafted like Mark Ingram, uh, Ricky Williams, you know, <laughs> Calvin Johnson, those kind of AJ Green. Uh, no, I'm not making that trade. Yeah, that's not nearly enough. I'd rather uh, just wait till the season starts and train them individually. I mean, Cooper Cup was wide receiver what four overall last year. He yeah, was up yeah, there. Yeah, he was top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you want to give me one mid first for first of all? I'm not trading mid first alone for Cooper Cup. 
not doing it. I, I would think about doing either person alone for that package. Yes. But no way would I do both of them no. for that package. You want the number one overall tight end and the number four overall receiver for f- mid first. And even in a 10 man league, one one's not too. Uh, my team sucks. I already have the one one locked up. So what do we No. Yeah. No. I'm going to pass. That's an easy no. All right. Garrett well, we can move on then. Garrett. That trade was terrible. <laughs> Where's the, that? I that's was just terrible. testing. I was testing to see, you know, how bad did you guys really want to rebuild? So, you know, no, not we're that just bad. trying to find out. That's hey, this, this is why yes, he's quite, you write that owner back and you're like, listen, I got some news for you, buddy. You're a terrible <laughs> trade offer. And I know that because I've been there. I've been on that side. I've been, I've been that guy. I've offered the All same right. trades of you. And here I am later, still feeling the shame. Don't ever All offer right. a trade well, again. Well, let's see what this reaction this one gets, because I think this is another one that's interesting. 14 teams, so a little bit larger than average. Tiered PPR. Um, so for those out there that don't know, tiered PPR is you get a half point per reception for running backs, full point for receivers, and then a point and a half for a tight end. All right, so tiered PPR, you're just a middle-of-the-road team, all right? Just floating in the wind. you got to decide what you're doing. Run on the beach you naked. Be- I'm going to weed whack this thing. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to yeah. get the nose trimmer. I'm going to trim this team down. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what makes this trade interesting because it's kind of the opposite of what you would typically think. Ooh. So you would be giving up. That's right. I'm saying giving up in a middle-of-the-road team. This is what you would be giving up. Edward Zelaire, Dobbins, mid-21 second, and a mid-22 second. But you would be receiving the one and only Saquon Barkley. Would you do it? Nope. Definitely not. And that's just, I mean, it's simple mathematics. You're only getting one player out of that deal, and you're giving up a crap load of stuff. You need to do the exact opposite and blow it up, in my opinion, not just get that one asset. Yeah. You have your if you're in the middle of the road. I mean, and you just I mean, you're in the middle. You've been middle of the road, and you just drafted J.K. Dobbins and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. That's going to give you a little bit of boost. I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire could be a top three fantasy running back this season, top six. Woo. So, uh, was Saquon Barkley a running back one last year? Definitely was not. Uh, nope. I don't think he was. I don't even injury. have to look it up because I don't have a computer in front of me anyway. So I do this. I know he was a running back one. No. And again, that's not a diss on Barkley. He's he's a running back one, absolutely. But if you have the opportunity to get one for sure running back one who point differential per game might not be that far off and at another running back who could potentially be a running back one or high end running back two in 2021. No, I'm not doing that trade. I love Saquon, but to me, Running back is too fluid of a position for me to go out there and start making offers like that. Saquon was running back 10 if you look at the whole entire season because he blew it up at the end. Like uh, 16, week 16, week 17. He, uh, did, he did amazing. So, why? Well, because well, he's awesome. Actually, 15, 16, 17, he went berserk. So, yeah. you know, he's if, awesome. if you count those after, you know, after the season's over type of. Um, like week 16, 17. Yeah. Right. No, I, I love, listen, Saquon and Christian McCaffrey are, you know, Tom Hanks. In a league of their own, so (laughs) (laughs) castaways are they castaways? (laughs) Could be, could be. Or gum. (laughs) Stupid is stupid. Does if you make that trade, Um, 
yeah, to me, this is like it's always enticing. And you see people don't make this trade because they just want Saquon. For sure. Now, to be fair, Matt, the counter is getting Saquon. You know for sure you're getting yourself a stud muffin. Somebody who's potentially 1-1 overall fantasy player. 1-1 overall. Now, we love Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Right. And we love him a lot. Mm-hmm. We think in that system, he could for sure be a running back one. We love J.K. Dobbins. We love him a lot. We think in that system, he could be a running back one. Yep. But they're both rookies. They're both top five rookie draft picks. Mm-hmm. Somebody always bust out in that top five. Always. It's true. 100% of the time. One of those guys or both of those guys could potentially bust out. But it could be DeAndre Swift or J.K. Jonathan Taylor. It very well could be. So the counterpoint here is, okay, my first initial reaction is like, absolutely not. No way. But. It's interesting that this is the route you were going because this is what I was thinking with it. If just one of those guys doesn't hit, it all of a sudden flips the script on this trade a lot. It does. I mean, that's interesting, uh, and obviously that's got to be factored in, and in my opinion, it is factored in. <laughs> and I, I, I just can't do it personally. No, but here, here's, here's, the count, here, here, here's the team structure part of it. Obviously, we're in the middle of the road. We made some moves already to get the one and, say, three or four pick, right? Mm-hmm. So we have two good – We had, somehow we made moves to get those picks. So now we're in the middle of the road, and we just asked two, got two running backs in this offer. And can Saquon single-handedly get us to where we need to be? Probably. But I would rather, I think, gamble – so now I'm looking at it as like, wow, somebody offered me the one and four pick. If I could have the one and four pick or one, Saquon. One, one four and a, and a, what was it, a 21 second? Or Saquon? You get you get back-to-back years of seconds. So uh, in 21 and 22. 21 and 22 seconds. And, and I, dude, honestly, the seconds, seconds schmeckens. Like, I like them, but like, it's not my deciding for, factor. For a player this big, it doesn't move the needle as much. Like, you're giving up two firsts, essentially, for Saquon. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the further along we talk about it, the less crazy I think it is. At first, I thought it was ludicrous. Yeah. I wish um, I knew a ludicrous song. Ludicrous. Which I'm in here. There you go. There, Garrett, <laughs> Garrett's on it. He's younger. He is younger, a little hipper. Yeah. Um, definitely do you definitely younger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not Tanner. Kidding. Definitely not yeah, Tanner. He's not Danny. Uh, <laughs> um, man, I'm still leaning towards no, no, but that is the, I guess it's a, it's a fair price to pay. I'm looking at it from a you are in the middle and you finally got two pieces that can propel you past, but obviously you're, you're going to take on a lot of the risk because they're rookies and, and not the sure thing that, that Barkley is. So the, the sure bet is to go with Barkley. You're giving up a lot of your assets and you inevitably will make the playoffs. As long as he stays healthy, you will be in the playoffs. But is it, is it a big enough piece to make you a contender. I would love to know who my other running back in this league was. That's I would love to know who it was. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. what my middle of the road scenario is where I made this move. Like did I give up a running back to move up and get JK Dobbins? Did I give up like Kenyon Drake or something? You know what I mean? Like what my other running back was. I would was. assume since you're a middle of the road team, JK was probably your pick and you had made a deal to get the one one. Yeah. So you could probably say that. I, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm just wondering, like, what do you think are the other running back on your team? Just go ahead and make one up. Like, give me one. All right. 
So off the top of my head, we will say that the other running back is we're going to go Austin Eckler. Oh, yeah, I do the straight harm percent then. Then I, I feel pretty good about that as well because you'll have Eckler and and, and Barkley, and that does change it. I mean, because otherwise you're looking but, at a one running back type of scenario where you where you're you got Barkley carrying you week in and week out, whereas in now it's it's Barkley and Eckler who is a legitimate guy that you can have in your second running back spot. But let's say just just to add on to you know because we're we're making these up as we go. Yeah, we're but moving on, we're receiver. moving on the fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say these receivers, though, on your team are, you know, you're, you're a little worried about them. You don't really have a true wide receiver one. You got like Landry and, and Woods that you're working with as your main receivers. Yeah, I feel really good about that. Okay. I mean, I do have a wide receiver one, Jarvis Landry, wide receiver 12 overall. Um, and I have wide receiver thirteen, yeah. Robert Woods. But I, I get, I get what you're dropping though. Like, is this is this team set up for long term success, or is this is this one of these teams that's going to be loses in the semifinals every year for like yeah. the next three years and then fades fades away to nothing? If I if I felt I couldn't win it by making that getting Barkley, then I am not making that move. But at the so same you're time, saying basically, if it pushes you from a mid to a true contender, you would do it. If you don't think Barkley's enough to push you there, you wouldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, or Matt, do you make this move and then do you do you? There's also a counterpoint here. Even if you don't think you're a contender, do you make this move just to have Barkley as a dynasty asset and then you move him for more down the road? Or no, I think I'd rather just gamble with the running backs and hope they both hit. And if they don't, if one of them just hits, then I'm still in a good spot. Like if C, if if Clyde Edwards turns into a legit high end running back one, then I'm fine. That's the whole point. If Clyde Edwards turns into a top six fantasy running back, you're fine, no matter what. Yeah, if you so, end up being Alvin Kamara, then then you feel good. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. So it just if Barkley made me feel like I could win it, I would do it because I I know I'm waiting on J.K. Dobbins still probably 21 anyways. So. I would have to feel like I could legit win it. If I didn't, I would not make the move. Long-winded. I'm with you there, by the way. Um, I, I My initial reaction was, no way in hell I would do this trade. Then you kind of talked me into the right scenario. I would maybe you know entertain this this trade. But I'm I'm I think I've come full circle. I'm back to not wanting to do this trade. Um, so <laughs> there you go. I think we've really hashed this one out as far as I can take it. Anyway. All right, Garrett. Last question. Or we got time for two more. Uh, I have I have a few more, but we can go as much as we have time. So it's up to you. How many more do you? Do? Well, let's go. Give us another one. We'll keep going. Let's go. Yep. Uh, all right. All right. We'll go with it. Um, Twelve team PPR, very vanilla league. Nothing exciting. Once again, frustrating middle of the road team. But you believe you are one running back away from being legit. All right? You have good depth on your team overall, uh, but you are just that middle of the road that needs a running back away from getting that big push. Would you give Calvin Ridley, Devontae Parker, and Austin Hooper to get Josh Jacobs? Man, so this this is a, a very common scenario yeah. when you're in the middle and you're just a running back away. You find you'll find most teams are like in position to compete and they're a position away. It's usually the running back. Um, you're getting Josh Jacobs, who had a fantastic rookie year for the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, formerly the Oakland Raiders, and 
you're getting a good young running back that we loved. He was a running back one overall last year. Yep. That being said, we had a lot of weird things going on with the running back, some injuries, guys not performing. Um, so that, you know, and now with this influx of very talented rookies, that could hurt Josh Jacobs a little bit too. You're giving up a tight end one. <clears throat> so you got to be able to replace him right off the bait. That's my first instinct is, okay, Austin Hooper's my number two. You're giving up Calvin Ridley, a really good upside former first-round pick uh, for the Atlanta Falcons with Julio Jones. You know, who knows how many times he has left. Calvin Ridley performed nicely with uh, when when he was the main target there for the Falcons as well. And then Devontae Parker, who just signed a long-term contract, who had a really nice year as well, too. So you're giving up two really quality receivers and a good tight end for a running back. To me, that's not the kind of maneuver I want to make. I know I'm a running back away, but I'd approach this, Matt, where like if I'm trading Calvin Ridley, like I feel like I can just get a different running back, like maybe like an older running back just for Calvin. Like, I, I feel like I do better. Could could you find like a Melvin Gordon for uh, like Calvin Ridley straight up? Yeah, like deal. To, yeah, that, you know you're that player away. It's not a long term guy, so you know if the if the guy who has that type of player is out of contention, they want to get a long term asset in return. That that's the kind of deal I think I'd be looking for instead of a deal where you're giving up a tight end. You know, two wide receivers, young, young. Devontae Parker was that rare fifth year breakout, but he's still a pretty young guy. And he was a top, he was a, he was a cute, you know, wide receiver one. He fell in as, as wide receiver 11 last year. And then Calvin Ridley, man, super young, super talented guy. I, I would have a hard time parting with all that for, for Josh Jacobs, even if I was, you know, just that running back. away. And, and Jacobs is somewhat of a question. They bring, they draft Lynn Bowden with a good draft capital and they say he's a running back for sure. They have Jalen Richard on the team as well. Mm-hmm. They're bringing these other receivers. I mean, I love Josh Jacobs. This isn't downer, but that does offer somewhat of mild question marks on Josh Jacobs. Not a lot because they invested a first round picking him, so he's still going to be pretty good. But I mean, running backs just the most fluid. That's even if I'm close. That's the opposite way of like how I like to run my dynasty teams. I don't like to trade multiple young receivers. And a tight end. All those positions are are longer term assets that take a long time to develop. So it, it's. You're you're taking two steps back to to go one step you know forward at another position. And you're creating you're creating big holes on your roster. Right. And I'm and I'm with you. Like I think Melvin Gordon's one of the best dynasty trade targets out there. If you need a running back and you're a contender, because you can easily get him probably not even for a 21 first. You probably get him for a 22 second or a 22 first, which is two years down the road. And he's still he's still he's 26 or he's 27. I think it's 27. Melvin Gordon. Yep. Um, you know, multiple years running back one going to Denver where he's going to get tons of carries and most likely be in a position to uh, be a running back one again. And you can get him for much cheaper than a guy like Josh Jacobs. And it would not surprise me whatsoever if Melvin Gordon even outproduces Josh Jacobs in fantasy football points. So for me, I am not doing that trade. I am looking elsewhere and I'm going to use my assets on a better player. I know Josh Jacobs is good. And I really like him a lot. But when you talk about running backs, you have to be very careful of who you trade for because it doesn't matter what name they are today, that's a very short shelf life that you'll forget five years down the road. Yep. You're giving away too much, in my opinion. Too many long-term assets for one short-term. Garrett, hit me with the trade. All right. Moving right along. 12-team super flex tight end premium. A lot of tight end premium Uh, questions. So let's get it. Now they're mostly tight end premium because that seems to be gaining more traction. Um, People like the tight ends. This, 
This is a total rebuild. And in this deal, you're basically selling every player that has any real value left. All right? It's a big one, so you might need to write it down. There's a lot of moving pieces to this one. By far our biggest trade. Oh, man. All right? Turn on your memory banks. Uh, I've got none. We were just on vacation for a week. I've got no memory banks. (laughs) All right. So, total rebuild. You are basically in one deal selling all your players that have any value left. Okay? You are giving up Miles Sanders, Keenan Allen, the aforementioned Melvin Gordon, Robert Woods, and Drew Brees. Okay? I'll read it again. Sanders, Keenan, Melvin Gordon, Woods, and Brees. All right? Okay. In return, you would be getting Joe Burrow, TJ Hawkinson, and Brian Edwards. Along, oops, sorry, I missed the name, and T. Higgins. So you'd be getting Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, TJ Hawkinson, and Brian Edwards. Would you do that deal? No. This, this is Superflex tight end premium. This is Superflex tight end premium. So, so you're getting two pretty primo positions with a lot of youth, along with Brian Edwards. And, and T. Higgins. T. Higgins. So I like the receivers. Yeah. Love the quarterback. Right. Like the tenant a lot. Yep. But we're get we're tr- we're trading away Robert Woods. So I feel like Robert Woods for T. Higgins, T. Higgins. and Brian Edwards is pretty close. Robert Woods for. Both of okay, those you're, guys? Not, you're not gonna get both those. You're guys. not gonna but, get both I mean, those it's guys. close. It's close. Yeah, you're you're not. You're gonna have Drew Brees for Joe Burrow. That's a no brainer. It's just it's Melvin Gordon and Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is like one of the hottest dynasty assets out there today. So absolutely, yeah. That's where this one gets tricky because you're giving away you're giving away a lot, a lot of assets. And and Miles Sanders, Keenan Allen. I mean, for you know, for a wide receiver, he's not like super old. He's no, 28. He's like, yeah. yeah, he's he's. Him, yeah, and you're giving up him and Woods. Yeah, so you're giving up Woods and so these are all our assets, right? right. So we're gonna. Yep, this is basically all you have left on your team. I just feel like all the one for one deals here doesn't like so giving up. So say you're giving up Miles Sanders and Keen Allen for Joe Burrow, right? Someone on for the one one. I can see a team doing that because Miles Sanders has that name out there today. Sure. So sure. somebody needs to run him back. They want Miles Sanders over one of these rookies. So they made that deal because they're also getting Keenan Allen on top, right? So it gives you, it leaves you Melvin Gordon and Robert Woods for TJ Hawkinson, T. Higgins, and I guess that is pretty fair. Well, I mean, there's Drew Brees floating around in this trade. You haven't you haven't accounted for on yeah. the one side. So there, the stuff that you're giving up probably is worth more than the stuff that you're getting. Um, so I think if if you could break it up, you'd probably get more assets in return. But if this was it, this is the best you could do. You're getting a lot of youth. You're getting a lot of of really nice high upside players. So I, I could see why where it would make like a scenario where it would make sense to I make would this want trade. Just a little bit more. I would want more also because I think you're giving more. Yeah. Um. You know, you're you're definitely getting the shorter. Sanders is the tough one in this deal. It that is. makes the deal tough. It, it, it makes me want a little bit more because you're you're not only again you want a lot of assets and that's what you're getting, but you're assuming a lot of risk. I mean, if I'm assuming risk like this when I blow up that many of good players, like I want a good upside player back. 
like that I, I feel good about, like a Terry McLaurin. You know what I mean? Like somebody who's at least shown something on tape. Right. I mean, and TJ Hawkinson had a, one really great game. Yeah, that, game one of the year. Right. And Crushed that was, it. That was basically it. Didn't score, didn't score oh, no more touchdowns. Right. So it's it's you haven't seen enough out of him to feel that good about him. But believe I'm a belie- I'm a believer in all those guys that you said. Right. But again, for a team that's blowing it up, you're getting four guys that are question marks. You're giving away four guys that are all proven commodities. I think and five guys, right? High end commodities. Yeah. Miles Sanders, Drew Brees, Robert Woods, Keen Allen. I thought there was Melvin Gordon in there as well. Oh, wow. Melvin Gordon. In yeah. there too. So you're going to five for four. Yeah. Yeah. Five for yeah four. I can't do it. I'm sorry. No, I don't care if I'm blown. If I'm blowing up, I'm just waiting until in season. I'll sell those pieces individually. If I can't, I can't, but I'm not doing it. You know what I mean, Drew Brees at some point, quarterback, get hurt. You will get rid of him. Even if, even if it's for a 22, 23 first, I don't even care. Right. Obviously, Miles Sanders, I can hold on to him, no problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? He'll, right. He, he can be part. Of, he can be part of your rebuild. He can be part of of you know somebody a trade later on, two years from now, a and year from now. And so. all those I other guys are good. You, these units. are your only pieces. Like everything else on your team sucks. I get it, but it's these five. Qual- it's five pieces. quality pieces for four unproven pieces. I'm just not doing it. I can trade Melvin Gordon in season if he's enough. healthy for quality. I can trade Keen Allen. Maybe not. You know, the new quarterback situation, you know, it's going to start, but for quality. And Robert Woods is going to have a great, he's going to have another good year. That's not a question. That's a fact. And that and that's why I said, I think you can get more doing this individually. But if this was it, like, like, hey, man, I need to get these players off my team. You're like, had some made it, made, you know, artificial made up thing in your brain. We're like, hey, I got to get rid of these players now. Um, and this was the best you can do. Then, then, nope. It's not a, it's not a horrible deal, but I think, you, you know, you're getting, you're giving more than you're getting. I think it's a horrible deal. Okay. Uh, the more I think about it, it's just more horrible because, yeah, you're getting Joe Burrow, which mm-hmm. is great because you want that young quarterback upside, but still, it's still a quarterback in the draft that's unproven. And I love Joe Burrow, so it's not, but it's still, mm-hmm. I loved a lot of players coming out. You know what I mean? Like their quarterbacks sure. that I thought were going to be great. There's tons of quarterbacks I thought were going to be great. He could end up being Jameis Winston. He could be Johnny Manziel. He could be Johnny, well. He could be Brandon Weed. I've seen them all come through, Matt. They're all terrible. Uh, <laughs> so for me, no, I, I'm not. That that can set you, that trade blow. I mean, you're talking about setting yourself back a very long time because you literally need all four of those guys to pan out. All four of them which, for the, for the trade to be worth it. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. that's and the odds of that happening aren't great. So, nah, man, I tell that trade to kick rocks. There you go. All right, uh, one more. Your best one. Uh, Left. All right. Yep. Because I have two left. I'll give you. I'll give you the better. Okay. Just do left. both of them. Jeez. You want them to do both, or you want to get out of the show? That's fine. Either way. Let's see how quick this goes. Yep. We'll see if we have to talk about it for a while. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how much time you got left. All right. I'll do the better of the two first. I think because uh, this is a, a the type of trade that I've seen a lot recently. Uh, Twelve team PPR vanilla league. Um, your middle of the road team uh, with decent starters, but you really have no depth, and that's really what's kind of keeping you in the middle of the road. Um, you would be giving up Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. You are giving up the Vikings backfield. You would get in return Cam Akers, Kareem Hunt, and a mid-2021 first. Would you do it? Cam Akers. Okay, so that's, you're yep. getting a, a 2020 mid-first, essentially. 
2021 mid first. And Kareem Hunt. And Kareem Hunt, who will be some teams running back in 2021 as well. Hmm. So here's the thing. You have no depth. And what you're getting back is no depth. Uh, I well, mean, I, no. You're, no, you're adding to the position. I don't think. I mean, no, I'm sorry. You're getting say, depth, hard. but you're not getting it. Like, you're a middle of the road team, and you're most likely, unless Cam Maker comes out in balls and Dalvin Cook holds out, going to be, for this year at least, in the same boat, pretty much. I think Cam Akers would have to really ball out to get to where. Uh, Dalvin Cook is. Dalvin Cook is. Yeah. Like so you would you would hope Dan you would hope Cam Akers and Cream Hunt combine equal Dalvin Cook. That's your hope. And that's not what you want to do. No. <laughs> that's what I, I mean. I think I think you're shooting yourself in the foot a, a little bit with that trade. Just just from your your, your starting lineup is going to become weaker. Um, you know, week to week in in order to have depth for like a bye week fill in. Yeah, and you might have depth anyways because they might trade Dalvin Cook because they can't afford to pay him because it's the Vikings. They're cat, they're 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 cap trapped, and they might just roll with Alexander Madison. You might have yourself a good situation. Where you have two running backs on your team. You might have that. You might have that Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler surprise on your team. You could. Um, so maybe there is some built-in depth there, but I mean that's I think a little bit of a unlikely scenario. Personally, I don't think they're that's the route they're going to end up going. But I don't either. But I'm not. I'm uh, not making that trade. Sure, I'm not. I, don't, I think. You're talking about the highest highest probability bust prospect that's in the first round of the 2020 draft. That's where I'm going in my head. Like I, you're kind of taking a step back from that standpoint, and then you got to wait to see if Kareem Hunt goes somewhere else. He wants to stay in Cleveland. You know, he's made it publicly known. That's anyway. what every player says. Right, of course. Of course, I want to stay. Yeah, um, but it, but if he does end up staying there, he his his value is significantly lower than it is if he yeah, goes somewhere else. Agree. Um, so, I mean, you have to at least factor it in. And then, you know, you just have a mid, it was it a mid first? Yeah, yep. mid first in 21. 21. Okay. Um, which, you know, could or could not yield you. Uh, that, that could uh, be the best uh, piece of the whole trade. It could. Which doesn't even give you. Right. That, it, that's, you're taking a step backwards, in my opinion, with your starting lineup. Yeah, I'd much that. rather, I would much rather just start Dalvin Cook by himself than have those two running backs as my two options. And great. Cam Akers can pan out and be great, but I'm just rather start Dalvin Cook. Even if even if Dalvin Cook sits out, then I got Alexander Madison. He shined when he gave an opportunity on a run first team. So I'm good either way. And that's the thing. Like, I mean, if you're worried about your your depth in in Cooks, then you you have Madison as your backup. And if something happens with Dalvin Cook, then you have Madison to, to plug in. So you're fine. Yeah. Easy no for me. Um I'm I'm uh, as well, I'm I'm saying no. Garrett, give us your last trick, so we gotta get out of here. All right, last one real quick. 14-team league, so a little bit bigger, and it is also two quarterbacks. So not super flex, two quarterbacks, all right? Paper so, thin. We're paper thin now. Paper thin. However, you have planned ahead. You are a contender with three solid starters, and you just also drafted Justin Herbert. I'm in so, a pretty good position. I like this. You're, you're, you, made, you, you planned ahead. I'm really proud of you guys. <laughs> With that, would you give Justin Herbert to get a mid-first in 2021 and a mid-first in 2022? So two firsts, both expected to be mid for Justin Herbert. I'm personally holding on to those picks. Um, and if and if Herbert you know pans out, I think you could do better than that. You can get something more proven. 
to start, you know, if, no, if you're so not, you would be getting the picks. You're giving Justin Herbert. That's what you're I'm saying. I, I would hold on to Herbert. Oh, okay. Um, you wait for him to, uh, uh, you know, for him, for him to establish himself a little bit, and I think I can do better uh, once he's in the starting lineup. I think I can get get an established piece back instead of getting two first round dart throws. We'll yeah, if it if it's a fourteen team two QB league where you have to start two QBs, and I've already got four of them, that means some other teams are in big trouble, and that also means even a middle of the road QB, a QB seventeen. Holds way more value. So if Justin Herbert with his youth can just come out early and be a middle of the road quarterback, I think that's worth more than those mid range first. Like I would just again, I'd use that asset for proven or higher, higher picks. You know what I mean? Like just a, a better, a, a better uh, shot somewhere else because mm-hmm. that's just too much value. Yep, I I totally agree. In in that scenario, fourteen team two QB league. Yeah, because remember, there's only 32 teams, and you've got four of those quarterbacks already, and one of them's a rookie. So and then you're going to go up to – it's a two QB league. You're going to mid-first, which the mid-first and 21 would be nice because the first couple picks are going to be Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, um, the other quarterback prospect. Yeah, so – you know, that you're talking about middle of the road there. You're going to get a really either good running back or receiver, but again, 14 team, two QB there. There's nothing more important than that quarterback. So I'm gonna hold on to him and just wait for it. Cause it, you, you're probably in a spot where you can get those same picks next year when somebody's on the board for that. You know what I mean? For that. Yeah. For that same player to make sure you like the guy you're good mm-hmm. and you're not guessing who the future is. Right. So, because well, nothing would be worse if you made that trade and you're sitting there, the pick is like seven all of a sudden. You're like, I don't, know, I'd rather have Justin Herbert. I wish I, I wish I had Herbert right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, how many times no you shot done, of me getting a QB here? Where you've done that, you trade yeah. somebody away and then you're sitting there and you're like, you're up for the pick. You're like, oh man, I'd rather just have the guy I trade who, away. Who wants to trade into this pick? Hey, who wants <laughs> this guy? Everyone's staring at you like, nope. Uh, Go ahead and pick there, tough today, guy. Sir. <laughs> so that's it for this show. We'll be back next week with more Dynasty fans. Are we going to get into our... Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. For next week's show. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, if you want to talk, I'm, I was on Twitter all week pretty much, so I'm back now. Except for that live stream we did. Oh, we did a live stream for the ner- Scott Fishbowl giveaway. That's right. That's right. right. Yep. Congrats to... Uh, um, was it Alex- Alexa? Alexa was one of them. And, uh, and the dude that was guzzling beers. Yeah, yeah. Kudos to him. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> But if you want to talk on Twitter, I'm yeah. back. At Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. I'm at Dynasty Price. Follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure you check out DynastyNerds.com every single day for all the awesome Dynasty content on there. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, We still got the Nerds Film Room going on there every Wednesday. Garrett, who do you have on tonight? Yes, we will have Raymond Davis. He is a freshman running back at a temple at nearly 1,000 yards uh, in his freshman campaign. So this will be the third player that we have had on the Film Nerds. So, uh, we're starting to build up a, a good little uh, good little crew here of, of, of players that have come on the show, and it's something that we're going to continue to look doing hopefully about once a month or so. Yeah, so like, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join the Facebook group. Almost 8,500 people on there. Conversation going crazy over the summer. And uh, you know, pick yourself up one of those sweet dines in your shirt, too. And check out Manscaped.com. Use the promo code NERDS for 20% off your Weed Whacker or Lawnmower 2.0. And, of course, 3.0. And DynastyOwner.com. Check them out as well. We'll be back next week with more Dynasty content. And, of course, Nerd Herd bonus show. Coming next, we're talking trade, cut, keep. Tick, 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 tick. Adios.